on episode 29 of the Bike Shop Boyfriend podcast. I'm interviewing my man, Paul. Finally, we got the episode and the interview in. So the Cops for Kids fundraiser is coming up. Paul talks about it. And there's morning coffees being enjoyed uh, in the background. So without further ado, here we go. So before this interview starts up properly and all, um, I kind of want to preface who Paul Simpson is. Um, Paul and I sort of became uh, friends in the non-digital social media sphere um, this past 2017 riding season um, at MS Bike Tours uh, Gimli Ride. And he hit me up on digital and asked, uh, hey, did you did I want to do a Strava Fondo? Um, because the MS bike ride itself was only about 90 kilometers, and he was wanting to just get in a full Strava Fondo for the month. I said, hey, that's a great idea, and let's do it. Um, fun fact, we hadn't actually met up, so I did not know what he looked like, uh, full disclosure, and he... Um, Anyways, the the bike ride goes on to the point of uh, I treated it as a fun ride until it became a race. Um, having finished out of everyone who lined up, I think in the top five, um, I apologize for turning it into a race and I lost track of Paul. Uh, I think by the time he tweeted me, I was about halfway back home driving home and uh so we weren't able to make it happen following day we finally actually meet up have a good laugh um treat it as a recovery ride etc etc since then we've actually have gone on a ride or two together and he is now heading up this cops for kids riding from winnipeg manitoba all the way to tucson arizona um they're going southwest i'm just gesturing here because i have horrible at direction by the way and um he is uh doing this in a squadron of 20 plus riders uh they're going to be dividing amongst five groups trying to cover that amount of distance from uh winnipeg to tucson in five days it's gonna be bonkers um but here he is describing uh the whole ride this particular uh clip is a bit of a doozy and a long one so without further ado sit back enjoy some coffee enjoy the ambient noise mr paul simpson so i do the intros and all that after the fact and i even keep like what i say i'm gonna do on here um I'm not Charlie Rose yet. Yeah. Nor am I doing misconduct. Oh, no. No, no. no, you're good. <sighs> I already missed that show. I miss Charlie Rose. Like, not, not what he did, but what they're accused of doing. Impropriety. Impropriety. Um, so, yeah, man, how's the morning going? Pretty typical. Yeah? Up at about six. Kids jump into bed, wake us up. One of us goes down, gets them ready. Uh, log on to Twitter, take a look and see how bike racing's doing, what happened in the world last night, you know, typical stuff. Every day you wake up, right? That's a good day. So, um, so how's, 
So you're organizing the Cops for Kids fundraiser, but uh, how extensive are you with the organization in terms of um, like race planning or ride planning, I should be saying. If I say race a lot, I mean rides. It's all right. No, so I joined up with the Cops for Kids team back in 2015. It had kind of been dormant for a couple years and uh, expressed an interest in getting on it. So 2016, we rode Winnipeg to Chicago in three days, pretty much. And on that ride, since I was a new person, I pretty much was just helping raise money. I ran Twitter feed, a couple other things. And then I ended up connecting really well with the media office, with the uh, the police. So got a bunch of ads out through that. And uh, yeah, so this year, 2018, it's been two years, we've been able to plan a lot more, get a bit more things in order. And I'm not really on the mapping, like route planning session. We have another guy that's been super excited to plan out this ride. He's kind of gone all over North America doing bike rides and motorbiking. And pretty much he wanted to pick a ride getting down from Winnipeg to Tucson that crossed the Rockies in a certain area. So he brought the map to our last meeting a couple weeks ago and just super excited because he actually had it broken down into like itinerary days. 150 kilometer sections of like, here's where we're going, here's the elevation change, and then a couple of the like highlighted sections where everyone wants to ride that section. One of them was going through Leadville, Colorado, where the Leadville 100 is. Uh, And then the other one was somewhere in and around that area. There's like a 10 kilometer bike path that connects two towns in the Rockies that's not vehicle accessible whatsoever. Oh, that's cool. And he was... Uh, James was just super excited. He's like, I want to ride this. Like, this is what I want to do. I want to get on this one. So yeah, he's done all the planning and pretty much told us almost the entire ride through the U.S. is done in state parks or national parks. Okay. Because in the U.S. you can't ride bikes on interstates. That's a mandatory thing. Like you get pulled off the road, like fined or whatever. So everything is on the secondary highways. So it'll be very, very scenic. Uh, yeah. Once in a lifetime, man. Well. It all depends on what leg you're on. Because if you're riding oh, through a gorgeous state yeah, park at three in the morning, you, you, don't really you won't see anything, see anything right? yet. So, Black. Yeah. <laughs> but that's going to be kind of, um, I think, the nearest thing to being like shot out into space, actually, is like it's just an inky blackness that pretty much perceive, really, but you're in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when we were yeah. to Chicago, I was on the first leg, and we headed out at like 7 o'clock in the evening. Uh, a bunch of the juniors from Mantua Cycling came and joined us, rode all the way to St. Norbert, and then two of us kept on going on our bikes, and our other two teammates were in a minivan behind us, and we drove all the way to the border. Uh, one of my buddies, Rob, super excited to go through the border with his passport and his jersey pocket and just pull up. There you go. Going to Chicago. But uh, we then continued to, in northern, in North Dakota, it was like 1, 2, 3 in the mornings when we stopped. And literally, there were no lights anywhere uh, except for the headlights behind us. We had on our own blinky lights and uh, high beams and we couldn't see anything. And literally for like two hours, I rode, didn't see anything other than the like 100 feet of road in front of me actually the funny thing was I said to my buddy Daryl we were riding mine tough right there <clears throat> well I said okay Daryl I'm gonna keep on pulling until we get to that red blinky light yeah, it was like no, the top of like a tower like a cell phone yeah. tower and probably we rode for like 50 kilometers and that light never got closer <laughs> pretty demoralizing but you forget just how flat it is right yeah. you have nothing no bearings whatsoever there's no horizon like, no. close enough yeah, yeah. no No. And then one of the other teams told us in northern Wisconsin, it was kind of like a rolling day on day two. And same thing, they were riding middle of the night, 
and a car passed them or a truck passed them so they could see the brake lights and all of a sudden the brake lights started going up and up and up and up and they were like oh yeah yeah they're going to top out soon and then the brake lights disappeared like okay the hill's not that big and then all of a sudden like the brake lights reappeared like it was like a little plateau at the top of the hill and then it kept on going up and they were just pedaling away and just like oh oh we gotta go up this oh man Uh, that's a lot of uh, no thanks yeah but some of the other things you get to see like even just interacting with local bike riders and places we're going through people stopping asking what are you guys doing uh, when we finished in Chicago uh, Chicago PD escorted us for like 10 kilometers right through like downtown Chicago right on the lakefront that's super cool. that was really cool that's super like cool. the blocking traffic and stuff that's before I forget sorry not nice. to deviate from the conversation uh, we'll get to that in a second yeah yeah but, uh, but yeah, for planning-wise, for this year's ride, um, I decided to take on a bit more of an organizational role. Mm-hmm. And I decided that in the past, the Cops for Kids ride hasn't really connected a whole lot with the local cycling community. There's been people who have been active on the team, but not really trying to get the word out uh, to everybody else. So myself and another guy, Rob, we work together. And uh, we're always tossing ideas back and forth about what we could do or like stuff we're going to do with our bikes or like talking about the latest tour news and doping or whatever. And, As one uh, does. Yeah, of course. Yeah. When you're hanging out all day long. If I'm riding to, from here to Tucson in five days, <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Yeah. It's on my mind. But, uh, but we were trying to think of like how could we get a bit more you know, advertising publicity for this ride because we're doing it all for Children's Wish. Like, we don't make any money off this. Everything was Children's Wish. Right. So we decided, or I kind of decided, you know what, I'm going to reach out to a bunch of current pro cyclists and see if they might be willing to donate, like, jerseys, sign material, whatever else. And if they did, maybe put on, like, a fundraiser evening type thing. So back in, like, October... I pretty much just Instagram messaged like everybody I could think of in the cycling world. I know we had a couple chats about mm-hmm. other people who were fairly active on social media that might actually respond. Yep. And lo and behold, I started getting responses from these like professional cyclists, like established riders. Yeah. Uh, world champions. Recent retirees. Exactly. So so yeah, pretty much. And what's funny is by using Instagram. You can message anybody, and it's up to them to decide if they want to reply. I wasn't having to find, go through an agent, or have to find phone numbers, or write letters. Yeah, exactly. And what was awesome was that so many of these riders are so social media savvy, they knew that, hey, this is all going to charity. Sure, I'll throw in something. So right now, uh, our event's happening next Sunday, yep, March 25th. I'll be there. I'll be recording. (laughs) At One Great City uh, Brewing Company, so right at St. James and Ness, 1596 Ness. Nice plug. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to be auctioning off these pro jerseys that are all signed. It's going to be a silent auction, so people will like walk up and they'll write their bid on what they want to put in for the jersey, and then we'll have like a certain amount of time, and anybody else can walk up and write what their bid is and kind of outbid each other, and uh, and hopefully, yeah. Do you have to take ownership of that, like sign an initial of some sort, or is there like a lot? Like, uh, no, we're gonna have like you have to like initial. And, okay, yeah, good. Because like, you like, just like can't write like fifty. No, 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 yeah. no. It'll be like you or me signing our name. And yeah. then actually, what'll be really nice is that uh, at the event we actually have a bunch of those like square card reader things. Yeah. So we'll be able to take like credit card, whatever. Yeah, People don't have to be walking around with like lots of cash. So good. Yeah. yeah. Or just like checks that you know. You want to give a bad I think I'm going to hit up like a money mark <laughs> and uh, <laughs> be like, good for 1500 All right, let's roll. But uh, but right now, the jerseys that I've got, so Leah Kirchman, local Winnipegger, started off Kids of Mud, 
Windsor Park Ski Club. Uh, made a big uh, riding with Sunweb. Yeah, she's on Sunweb now. Uh, supporting Corinne Rivera. Yep. Uh, their team just was the team time trial champions last year. Which she's so, a part of. Yeah. 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 And she actually came to my house around Christmas. Oh, that's cool. And dropped off signed Sunweb kit, uh, cap, socks, hat, or cap, socks, gloves. Yep. And then also her 20, I think it's 2016 Canadian National Jersey. Uh, for world champs? Yeah, it was like the one with like light blue, red, white. I feel like that's a standard <clears throat> jersey. Yeah, though. yeah. Like they don't change it all that much. It's they not don't, like they don't modify it from year to year. No, yeah. it's like the exact same one. Yeah. Uh, so that was the first one that I got, and that kind of started the ball rolling. So after that, we got a bunch of stuff from Phil Guyman, uh, worst retirement ever. He, Best retirement ever. He has been super supportive. Uh, he signed a bunch of stuff extra for us. Uh, we had a little mix-up in our order, and he sent us a whole bunch of extra stuff as well. Uh, and also, Phil kind of connected us with a couple other current riders. Sweet. If you've read his latest book, Draft Animals, uh, which we are going to be throwing away in for prizes, and people are able to win all of his books he's written. Uh, he talks a lot about a guy named Michael Woods that he'd never heard of that, you know, spoiler, took his job maybe on uh, Cannondale, maybe? The first time. The first time? The first time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Michael Rusty Woods, Canadian guy, voted, I think, Canada's best cyclist this year. There was a voting just in, like, December. I think he was top male cyclist. Yeah, he has to be. Yeah, he's yeah. got to be. But anyways, look for him in the Giro this year. I think he's going to be uh, GCing the EF Drapeback Cannondale team. Mouthful, team mouthful. It's a very long name. Yep. So anyways, reached out to Rusty on Instagram. Uh, lo and behold, he sends me a package from Girona. Nice. Uh, signed Cannondale jersey from last year. So he's like, yeah, here you go. After that, uh, Catherine Pendrel, uh, mountain biker from BC, bronze in Rio. Uh, she sent me her National World Cyclocross Women's Champ, too. There you go. Multi. Multi-time. Multidisciplinarian. Yep. So, yeah, so she sent me a World Champion jersey for 2014, so rainbow stripes. Uh, pretty awesome. Pretty rare. <clears throat> uh, you don't see a lot of those. No. Nope. Rainbow socks as well to match. It's very nice. Yeah. Sock doping. Sock doping. And, uh, yeah, so then after Catherine Pendrel, uh, the last really nice one that we got was Jeremy Powers. Nice. So, again, reached out, had a bunch of messages back and forth with him, and he sent me, like, a whole box full of stuff. So I've got his nice Rafa. Oh, I shall say. Jeremy Powers, people don't know. Four-time U.S. national champion. This year he was second. Uh, Behind Stephen Hyde. Yep. Which best battle for a national yes. champ, yes. by the way. Like, yeah. Uh, and... Uh, that may or may not be on the TVs at our event next Sunday. You can actually we'll watch that whole race. <clears throat> and uh, also has the awesome Behind the Barriers uh, like YouTube channel. Cast YouTube channel. Really cool, though. Just be able to actually yeah. connect with what these riders are doing outside of the major races, right? But it's also pretty amazing that he was, like, just on Jeremy Powers there, that he's, like, one of the first social media cyclists, to be honest. Definitely. Like, yeah. doesn't matter which platform, like, next to, like, Red Bull edit stuff, yeah. this was, like, the first vlog style, yeah. but he himself wasn't holding camera, it was someone else doing all that work Sam um, <laughs> and it also gave such great promotion to all those other riders exactly, on their team yeah. and the new and upcoming ones too, right. right like Ellen Noble Ellen Noble um, Spencer Petrov Stephen Hyde for that matter uh, and just getting the getting the word out there look yeah. at what's going on in Cyclocross like yeah, even no, the cool. Anthony Clark episode is pretty good too so yeah, and I've had a couple discussions with people too about, and Guyman mentions this in his book about 
it's almost like the bigger social media personality you are is actually more beneficial to a team because yeah. you're going to attract all those people that are just following their personalities right. and there's still it hasn't really caught on in cycling like it seemed kind of weird that in Cannondale yeah, yeah. Draypack they've got a number of guys that are fairly adept at like Alex Howes Taylor Feeney. Uh, yeah, Taylor Feeney. Right. Like, He's got one of the best Instagrams yeah. I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. Rob and I also laugh all the time with the stuff that Taylor puts out there. Yeah. And, yeah. and like Rob's told me a couple times, he said, you know, when Finney got into his accident and yeah. broke his leg. Multi. Uh, that was a horrible fracture. It was. Yeah. It was a crazy one. And now I don't know how much of this is true or not. It might be fake news, but yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Rob said that he had a $5 million insurance policy on his leg yeah. or on himself. And that he could have walked away from cycling and gotten five five million dollars. I think he, I think and most of chose, these athletes are insured. Yeah. And that he chose after that okay. massive break recovery, he's like, you know what? I want to go back to ride my bike. I like doing this. Yep. And he's doing great again. Yeah. So no. Well, he's riding again. He's riding again. I don't know about. I don't know if he's where he was when right. he was on BMC. Pre-accident. Yeah. Yeah. Because, but he's also a different person now. Yes, like very much so. Yeah. Like before, we didn't see this. The dude, yeah, yeah, having yeah. fun, yeah. enjoying. And I think you kind of get that that different take on life, right? Yeah. You're like, wait a second, priorities. I want to have fun. I want to enjoy this. I want to support my teammates. Look yeah. at other achievements or, yeah. But even on Taylor Feeney, he's more of a legacy athlete because both his parents, yeah. like yeah. one's an Olympian and the other's like a road cyclist yeah. in their own right. Yeah. So definitely, genetically, he's predisposed. Um, yeah, actually, his current girlfriend is Cassia Nevadoma on uh, Canyon SRAM, and she's sort of like their heavy hitter on the team right now. And she's. If those two have a kid, like in, I kid you not, like 20, 25 years, this child's gonna be like phenomenal superstar. Super mega star. Well, what was funny was talking to some other cyclists about conversations I'm having with some of these pros. Like, I was actually in a conversation with Alex Howes back and forth about, hey, can I throw you something in? Is this gonna work out? I don't know when I'm in North America next. And I'm showing it to like Rob, my buddy, and he's just like, you're talking to Alex Howes. Are you kidding me? Like, but you almost want like the, whatever message he's sending you to come with the voice to go with it because he's so laconic with his accent and it's so good. <laughs> like I got up at early thirty. It's very McConaughey in some ways. Not I have no idea if they're from the same state. I don't think Alex is Texan. No, but but what's neat is just being able to actually see these sports stars as people right? yeah. they're yeah. regular people yeah. and all those people that I listed off they all sent me stuff signed it sent me stuff saying best wishes keep us informed of what happens so no so those are going to be our uh, kind of grand prize cycling specific jerseys we're going to be auctioning off um, but then as well gone around to a bunch of local retailers coffee shops people in the cycling community uh, bike shops huge supporter um for this event is Bikes and Beyond. Yep. Uh, they I know that shop. Yeah. It's a nice, it's a nice place. Full disclosure, I work there. And yeah, <laughs> just, just so that way it's totally upfront and we're totally cool about it. But Bikes and Beyond was very good. Uh, they've supported a number of our guys in other cycling initiatives and some of the other rides or stuff they're doing on their own. And no, they stepped up and gave us a whole bunch of stuff. And also a great promotion as well for us. Uh, as well, though, I've reached out to a number of cycling companies that are you know, up and coming.
becoming the things that road cyclists, triathletes, cyclocrossers are excited about and yep. stuff that we frankly can't get right now. So yep. like I reached out to Auto Design Works, uh, makes this really cool. Uh, I know you talked about it as like a coffee shop type uh, Yeah, I would say it's a coffee shop lock. <clears throat> but very neat, thin Kevlar strap that can basically be attached to your bike. Very lightweight. You don't have to carry on a U-lock. Yeah, I've seen... in your jersey pocket. I've seen uh, Phil Guyman, Ted King, and actually Ian Boswell actually yep. all use it. So, yeah, a number and, of these pros. Like, it's definitely a coffee stop. It's definitely not something I would use for overnight locking. No, no, definitely but, not. Just so that you, if you're riding solo and you're stopping for a coffee, I think it's like one of the best design, like yeah. speed locks yeah. you get rather yeah, than carrying a chain. The other really neat thing I've seen, if you follow their Instagram, is they'll have other people's uses for it. So oh, I've cool. seen people locking up, you know, like canoes, kayaks, uh, table saws in the back of pickup trucks, like yeah. contractors, just extra security. So security, I, yeah. So I reached out to uh, Auto Design Works. Uh, I had purchased a couple thinking that I was going to be raffling them off and just donating to the cost and I'd keep the cost myself. I mm-hmm. uh, wrote them a letter, said here's what we're doing. They sent me like a box with three more locks, water bottles, stickers, all sorts of stuff. So they're like here. Like, awesome. Remote. So, yeah. No, please do, yeah. So then we got a bunch of cycling related stuff, uh, which I'm excited about. I wanted to get a lot of cyclists in there that would be excited about these pro jerseys, the other stuff. Yep. Uh, but as well, we reached out to local businesses, retailers, everything else. We're doing this for Children's Wish. If you want to donate anything? So we've got a ton of other stuff coming in. So like Cranked Energy Bars, yep. a huge supporter. Uh, Corp. Corp reached out to, never end up getting anything back from them. But they've I know been really you were busy though. Yeah, they've yeah. been like down in like the southern states and like conferences yeah. and expos and stuff so food fair <clears throat> yeah but uh cycle cycle studio I know it, it looks it's like it's misspelled it's it I always say it's Sakel but someone I know at work actually is a trainer there and he says no it's cycle so they were super awesome yep. uh, I went there they ended up giving us 50 free passes to spin classes so the first 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 50 people that show up are going to get a free class at Cycle. Uh, water bottle, shirt, sweet, kind of that kind of swag. Um, and then just, yeah, a whole bunch of local businesses, retailers, coffee shops. Uh, if anybody has seen you or I riding around our sweet parlor jerseys. Yeah, the parlor kit. Uh, yeah, parlor gave us a very nice jersey. Yep. That, uh, yeah, very nice. Uh, well, today we're in Cafe Postal recording this on a chilly Saturday morning. It's early. It's early. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just sitting here with a nice bag of beans and some local honey as well. It's been donated. So I'm pretty sure all the local uh, coffee shops are pretty for it. Yeah. yeah. And just cyclists in general. I've still been floating this idea of doing like a coffee, uh, slow coffee ride. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, we all grab our... But would it be a cafe racer ride? Sort of like a red hook crit with a coffee <laughs> hand up, you know? like Yeah, we could do that. We, we very much could do that. It's, it's got potential, you think. Yeah. And, uh, and then, yeah, and then the, the latest really big grand prize, actually. Oh, I shouldn't say this yet. Uh, we also got some awesome jet stuff. We oh, got a signed, yep. signed Ehlers jersey. Uh, that was from Shoppers Drug Mart. He's the goalie, right? No. Just from no, my no, ignorance no. of sport. In, in, no, the, uh, stick, in, in the stickball world. Yeah, stickball. No. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's pretty awesome. Signed jersey. Oh. Also got a Patrick Heine signed card. Oh, sweet. Well. Nice. It's pretty good. Cool. 
Okay, I just had to laugh about that. You just had the visual. I just said, oh, oh god, that's just nasty. But uh, the last really big grand prize that just got announced, I was pretty much at work on Wednesday getting an email. Hey, by the way, here's your grand prize for your event in a week and a half. Yeah. Uh, so our association, like the union, uh, donates a ton to Children's Wish. Mm -hmm. um, they had donated, I don't know, it was like a lot of money in the past year. Yeah. They were at the Sugar Ball Gala that yes. Children's Wish yeah. does every year. Um, so they gave a $1,500 pair of plane tickets from Air Transat. Oh. Uh, anywhere they fly to their Florida and Sun Caribbean uh, locations to be given away Holy at our event. Snap. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, I'm definitely hitting up Money Mart. And I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure what we're going to be doing is just having its own separate, like, raffle just for those plane tickets. Yeah. Uh, and it'll be, like, 20 bucks. You get to throw in. We'll mix them all up at the end of the night and draw them. There sort of, like, go. do your arms band <clears throat> kind of thing. Uh, not even. I think we're just going to do, like, ticket, ticket. one. Yeah. Okay. Because we're going to have other stuff going on. We'll have 50-50 right. uh, other things. It's kind of yeah. complicated. But yeah, $1,500 pair of tickets. And it says it's good for a year. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I was like, oh, that's legit. Like, yeah. A signed cycling jersey is pretty awesome. But going to the Caribbean next February? Even, even better. better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe even rent a bike down there. And if you can go to Curacao, you can actually time it so that uh, you're like, Jasper, I can't say his last name, but... He's like a pilot who like just dropped in on their like national road championship, yeah. and he wins. Yeah, like <laughs> just dropped in. Yeah, it looked contested though. Like he did work for it, but yeah. it was just funny how he's like, "I just flew in." <laughs> he's a pilot. He just does stuff. So then, uh, if people are interested yep. in coming to this event, uh, tickets are limited. We only have what 150 seats. And where can, the they, where can they find so you? Can get, you can get tickets through Bikes and Beyond. Another tiny plug there. I, I like them. Yeah. I like them. Nice They're good shot. guys. Uh, Olympia Cycling Ski on St. Mary's. Yeah. Uh, and then also Woodcock. Okay. Uh, we also have support tickets. So if you want to support Children's Wish, support what we're doing, you can also get those from Bikes and Beyond. Mm -hmm. uh, Ten bucks a piece. You can't get entered in any of the draws or anything, but if you trust some of your friends that are going, you could certainly give them money to try to win stuff for you. But if they lose, you know, you yeah. know how it is. Yeah, they might just take your prize. Depends on what what they win for you. All right? fair and love and prizes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So the other place too, yep. uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, message us if you do have a couple of people that are going to be showing up. We could certainly hold some tickets for you at the door. Okay. But we would prefer to have people buy them ahead of time, Previous, so we know yeah. how many people. It's pretty much 150 people will get seats. Right. Everybody over 150, it's going to be kind of standing room only to about 175. Okay. But uh, one great city. They're going to be offering uh, brewery tours uh, while the event's on, so you get to take a look at how a craft brewery is kind of run. They're also talking about maybe even doing like a special like cask nice. uh, keg for yeah. our event. Um, I think they were talking about doing something with like a blueberry added to one of their beers and making some kind of a reference to like the thin blue line, like police officer jargon. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but the nice thing with that was they said they would do like a dollar from every glass of that specific beer straight to Church's Wish. Oh, that's good. So, yeah. <clears throat> no, One Great City has been very, very, very good with us. And uh, yeah, they're talking about doing some donations as well. So, awesome. So in the event that there might be a robbery taking place, uh, <laughs> there are two police officers. <laughs> You're right behind us, yes.
So as you can see, Paul and I have a pretty good rapport. Um, we did record quite a bit of stuff uh, for this particular episode, but we kind of made the uh, verbal promise to one another that we will be again revisiting uh, the training aspects maybe and also the preparation for the ride in September um, at a later date. So do stay tuned for that. We will get to it. It's going to be uh, really interesting in terms of insight uh, what ultra riding distance is going to be, I guess, is how I'm trying to formulate that. Um, it's not quite a brevet because they are kind of going in a relay um, type of uh, motion throughout the entire route and direction of this particular ride. Um, and again, it's really just to raise awareness for uh, Children's Wish Foundation and um, all the good work that that organization does so if you're interested feel free to uh, hit up the local businesses that are selling tickets including support tickets if you can't make it i do encourage you to pick up a support ticket it is going towards a great cause uh, cops for kids doesn't make a dime off any of this they are actually using uh, any money that is going directly to them they're putting it towards children's wish foundation so it's again going to a great cause and uh yeah i hope to actually have audio next week uh from all that uh merrymaking and uh raucous good times that are probably going to be had so do stay tuned for a whole bunch of more content coming your way on the bike shop boyfriend podcast um yeah i just want to uh, again give a huge shout out to my guest this particular episode paul he's a i should be mentioning he's a great rider but he's a first and foremost a great dad to two beautiful girls um tremendous husband i had no idea he's got some francophone chops um to watch him dish out some french uh et parler français um was quite a sight to behold so i did not know that also um i thought we were both the same age but it turns out i'm a year older so uh but I like to say I'm immature, so I'm technically 10 years younger than him. So hopefully he enjoys that one little comment there. Um, but having said that, again, thank you very much, Paul, for being on this episode. And hope to get in a few rides and lots of laughs and some more good coffee t- fun times uh, in the near future. So hopefully you all enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any questions, comments, uh, recommendations, Feel free to hit me up here on Anchor.fm or on my uh, usual haunts of Twitter and Instagram, D-U-S-T-I-N-W-H-T. You can hit me up. Love to hear from you. Until then, again, thank you to the folks at Cafe Postal for hosting us during this interview and also my guest again, Mr. Paul Simpson. Thank you very much. We'll hear from me. You'll hear from me very soon. Cheers. (laughs) 